This is Conversations on Discipleship with Father Adam Streitenberger from St. Gabriel Catholic Radio and Diocese of Columbus Media. Welcome to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. With me again is Katie Campen. She is one of our new focus missionaries at The Ohio State University. Welcome, Katie. Thanks, Father. Great to have you. Let's start with a prayer in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord, we come to you this day I'm grateful for um, all that you have done and all that you will do this day. Um, bless our listeners. Bless all of those um, intentions that are on their hearts. Um, we ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, um, Katie, we were, we've talked about um, your story, and, and one of the things um, is this theme of home. Um, but um, first, and, and I kind of want that, I want that to kind of be our main topic. But before we do that, I did want to kind of talk about your experience with FCA, so the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. So you met them um, when you were at LSU. And um, what is, like, for those listeners maybe who aren't familiar with um, FCA, and there's some other kind of similar organizations out there, but mm-hmm. how, what, how would you describe them? Yes, uh, FCA being the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, um, that's truly what it's designed to be, is this group for fellowship. Um, so the point being, like, just building a community for student-athletes, um, of all ages, like there's FCA for middle schools and high schools. Um, this was like our LSU specific group. Um, and they really just provide like what it looked like weekly was, um, we'd have meetings Tuesday nights, like at 9 PM in, in the football stadium, which was awesome. Um, and eventually I was like on the leadership team and we'd meet Sunday nights, um, with our leader, Andy, uh, Stroop. And he, you know, we just kind of cast vision for the year of like, what are the themes that, uh, we see in like on campus or like, what are the things that like the athletes need right now? And, um, providing like forms of discipleship, um, for like men and women through like the staff members and the leadership team. Um, it was like, we were really big on, you know, like we, we want to come and provide some accountability for people. We want to be able to present Jesus. Like if you're, you know, if you've been walking in the faith just a little bit longer than somebody else, then you have something to teach them. So it's mm-hmm. really big on like passing the baton to the next person. And, uh, again, kind of like knocking out this idea that like your identity is in your sport. Um, uh, we would have like guest speakers, whether it was like former athletes, um, or former coaches and things like that, who would come and talk to us and share a little bit about, um, just the importance of prioritizing your faith. Um, that's what we do, but yeah, it's, it's, I really appreciated Andy's take on, um, like what he would view FCA as. I remember this one semester he was, our theme was more than Tuesdays. And what he meant by that was that like FCA is purely supplemental. Like this should not be the source of your faith and this should not be the place. Like this, this is not your church. Like this mm-hmm. is your fellowship. Like this is where we come together and we can share and we can like you know, if we've got like dust on each other's shoulders, like we can brush it off, but like, like you should be rooted in your prayer life and you should be plugged into a church. Like I thought that was really cool because I felt total freedom, you know, to be at Christ the King and Mm -hmm. to be like at my Catholic church and pursuing my, the church, like in that. Um, so that's, 
I, I appreciated that vision because it really helped us like not get it twisted. Cause for some people like FCA is church like, for mm-hmm. some people, that's their daily like dose and, or that's their weekly dose. Um, and praise God that there's an openness and that there's like a, a longing, but we really tried to stress like this can't be it. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's kind of what I knew FCA to be. Yeah. I, I like that point too, because I think, um, through all of, I mean, I think any intentional Catholic kind of meets different movements or different apostolates or different organizations and they really help them. But we also have to have kind of this universal experience that for, well, and I would even, I say a universal and a particular in that we have to have a life outside of that group with Christ. You know, we have to uh, mind our daily prayer life. We have to be faithful mm-hmm. to that. We have to hold ourselves to the commitment, especially mass and confession and things like that. Um, it's it's not sufficient to just be a part of a group, right? Um, and and you know we find that in every possible area. You know, like mm-hmm. um, you know sometimes it's movements, lay movements. Um, sometimes it's you know it's organizations in the parish. You know, Saint Vincent de Paul or. Knights of Columbus or something like that, where that just becomes the expression of our Catholic faith. Right. Um, but the other thing, too, is we also want a universal thing, and that is it, it plugs us back into the church, the larger community, right? Um, rather than to be isolated from that. Because ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, Christ didn't found a confederation of organizations. Mm-hmm. He founded one church. Yeah. And that's where our primary membership is in. Absolutely. And I felt, uh, again, like with Louisiana being a very culturally Catholic place, um, I found that like in my community of student athletes, like whenever somebody was new to FCA or whatever it might be, like there was a strong chance that they were going to be Catholic. Um, And I loved being able to be like that teammate and that person there who could say like, hey, I'm Catholic too. Like, I remember my first meeting I went and I was like, why is nobody making the sign of the Mm -hmm. cross? You know, and uh, like, praise God, we were able to, I felt like I was kind of like a channel, like, hey, I go to Mass at Christ the King or like, I actually know um, like a night for adoration or Mm -hmm. whatever it might be or for confession. um, And to, again, like be plugged back in there, like at the root of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The, um, now if we could kind of switch to slightly maybe more controversial topics so you know so you mentioned in your own story so when you were in college your parents divorced Mm -hmm. um and that kind of left you in a place where you didn't feel comfortable going back home or you know what what that you know was and then it was then that kind of helped you to find the church as your home yes and it's interesting because we talk a lot about um the evangelization of the family and doing things as a family, you know, doing catechesis as a family, doing things like that. Um, do, I mean, looking back in your own life and experience, um, how would it have helped maybe um, if the faith was more integrated into your family life? Yeah, great question. <laughs> um, I think there's something to be said about, um, well, I mean, First and foremost, like from my parents' divorce, like, I mean, there were, it, it wasn't so all, like for some people, it seemed really all of a sudden for me and my sister, it might have, but there's definitely, I, I love how you're addressing, like, initially, just like the primary, like, like what should this domestic church have been like to, like, 
you know, maintain this marriage. Um, and I think there's something to be said, like if we could start just simply at like going to mass, <laughs> like mm-hmm. on Sundays, um, it's funny. My, my sister, when she made her first confession, she, <laughs> she said, uh, she told us that like, she confessed to the priest that she wasn't going to mass on Sunday or he asked if she was going to mass and she said no. And he said, why not? And she said, well, my sister and my mom go to mass, but my dad plays golf. <laughs> like that was kind of her, her out. <laughs> and it was funny cause my dad was like out of me to the priest or whatever. But, uh, it was like, I just think of that example of like, we didn't prioritize mass, um, as a family. Um, you know, we did things like when we were smaller, like we weren't playing travel volleyball, we would eat dinner together and things like that. Um, my dad was like heavily involved in coaching us, um, like in any sport that we played. And my mom, um, I mean, did everything for us. Like, I feel like I didn't have to lift a finger, like as a child, just did everything. And I think there could have been more, um, like integration there of like inviting one another into each one of those spaces. Like, I feel like my dad really had the opportunity to like do the things that were fun to him, like the things that he like he liked to walk us to school. He liked to be our coach. He liked to be like, like that heroic, like father. Um, my mom was like super self-sacrificing, like just really gave of herself entirely for our whole family. Um, sometimes like at a cost of her own, mm. you know, just sanity sometimes. Um, and I think we could have done better to like support one another in those roles, just like inviting one another into those things and working together like as a unit there. Um, like if I wanted something, I was able to go get it. Like my mom and dad did everything they could for me to get it. If my sister wanted something like same kind of deal. Um, and I think we also had a lot of freedom to choose people that weren't our family. Like my family was very big on like, if y'all have friends who want to go somewhere, like they want to invite you to wherever, like y'all should go. Like you don't have to always pick your family first. Um, which was fun to enter into my friends' families and to learn a lot from them. Like I love them and I'm, it did build these beautiful friendships, but I think to a certain degree, like we stopped choosing our family Mm -hmm. in those decisions. Like as we got older, um, like if there was something going on for my mom at her work or if there was something going on for like my dad, I never felt obliged to go and like have to support them unless I was like told. Uh, so I think just like that intentionality of choosing our family in those decisions, like instead it was always like, like the girls, like me and my sister, like we have a volleyball game or we have a volleyball tournament, like we, whatever it is, like we're choosing that and it's only going to be for y'all. And I don't think it was for my parents' marriage always either. So I think there was some, I think that's kind of two things that I think like just, or I don't even know how many things I've listed, I guess, but like some things that I think could have really helped. I was just like that continuously like pouring into one another and choosing one another. Well, thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening um, to Conversations on Discipleship. I'm your host, Father Adam Streitenberger. Katie Campen, one of the focused missionaries at OSU, has been with us. Thank you again, Katie. Um, And until next time, peace and all good. Boom. A Diocese of Columbus production in partnership with St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Our family had been going through crisis. Little by little, we just found ourselves drifting completely away. I was afraid to go back. I mean, I cried the first time I received the sacraments again. Cried because I was back and because I had allowed God to become a part of me again. It's united our family. There's peace in our home that we didn't have before. If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, 
visit catholicscomehome.org today.